good afternoon and welcome to Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Lauren Landis and the late Patty Fink and the late Patty Fink's lesbian. Hi. <laughs> Actually, you laugh. I've been, we went to an event one time and Patty paid for the tickets and the, my name tag was printed, pre-printed beautifully in its own little holder that said, Fink Guest. That was my name for the evening was Fink Guest. So I can be Patty Fink's lesbian. Oh, wow. Fink guest. Mm -hmm. Now, the name Erin Moore Lesbian, that dates back 20 years or more. Yeah. 25 years. It's 25 Thanks, by Patty. now. <laughs> yeah, 20, well, it was 98. Yeah. Yeah. It's when Channel 8 was doing a story, interviewed Erin and uh, had on the Chiron underneath her name, Erin Moore, comma, lesbian. Lesbian, yes. So that's kind of stuck. Yep. Not, yep. not co-chair of the event, not no, no. activist, not or... graphic artist, even female. They, they just put lesbian. <laughs> they could have at least put cute lesbian. <laughs> well, I, I will change it to cute lesbian on our introduction. Thank you. Now it's old lesbian. Before the show, we we're all talking about our ailments. Tell me about we it. We sound like old geezers. We do. <laughs> I was the only one who said, however, when my doctor found something, I said, ah, uh -uh, do it again. <laughs> Redo. Found something you said because you were old. That's what you but said. But we're not said. accepting that. You're not accepting that. Everyone else knows. He's a health denier, people. Everyone else knows. It's like, it's, 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 it was stolen. His health yeah. was stolen. It was. It was rigged. It was. He thinks I have high blood pressure. <laughs> Well, you can deny it all you want, but your body will say, uh-uh-uh, if you don't pay attention to yeah. it. I have paid attention to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I told him to do it again. And my blood pressure came down. Oh, wow. Without, without drugs? Well, not enough. Gotcha. Yes, right. Yeah, I'm on a pill now. Yeah. yeah. Um, terrible news this morning. Uh, there was a shooting at a gay bar in Colorado Springs. Five are dead. 18 injured, and the gunman was stopped, apparently, by customers in the bar at the time. Yeah. Yes. One report from the New York Times said that it was, one of them was a combat veteran. Hmm. Which um, just goes to show that we need more gays in the military. <laughs> and we, I mean, and they really needed queers in Uvalde. Yeah. I mean, this was within, the police were there within four minutes, and they'd already taken down yeah. The shooter. Well, apparently he walked in the club and pretty much opened fire fairly quickly. Right then, yeah. It wasn't like just camping out like um, the guy in um, the, the club in Florida. Pulse. 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 He had been there for a while, but this guy just walked in and just opened fire immediately. Yeah. And they say 18 or more injured because they don't know how many drove themselves to the hospital. Oh. Yeah. They were huh. still seeing yeah. seeing patients arrive by, by their own car. Yeah. They had um, been hit. Yeah. And but oh, those are probably not injured as severely. Well, they're still shot. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, but it could be great. Uh, no, true, true. But nonetheless, it's it's an injury. And it, on this Transgender Day of Remembrance, we're, there's speculation now that maybe that's the reason, but I don't think so. I think, well, but we don't know. We don't know. We don't know anything yet about his reasons or his motivations or and frankly, I don't know that I care. We need to be able to exist in a space without violence. And frankly, it's this guy's fault that they're, if he's white, they're going to say his mental health, <laughs> you know, um, instead of actually instituting, you know, stricter gun 
gun laws and hate crime bills and background checks and you know we have a hate crime bill but it's hard to prosecute um so to me it's just more systemic than that these people are being riled up and there are actually some right-wing pundits and followers that are praising this action that that are reveling in it they're saying good you know good for him for doing it And, and to me it all starts with dehumanizing a human being so. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, don't, I really don't care the reason why, but I do think we should pay attention to that. It could be possibly um, trans focused. Um, they were supposed to have a trans brunch today at this club. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Um, and trans individuals have a big target on their back now. I mean, several bills have been but from pa- who? Exactly. From who? Um, who put it there? Right. Right. Um I right, think right wing nuts. I mean, let's just put it out there. Yeah, this is the very definition of of stochastic terrorism. So here's the here's the definition of stochastic terrorism, and it's being practiced today by um, by the Republican Party. Actually, um, the public demonization of a person or group, resulting in the inci- incitement of a violent act, which is statistically probable, but whose specifics cannot be predicted. So it's just a matter of time till some violent act happens based upon this rhetoric, mm-hmm. this public demonization of a person or group. And the Republican Party is, is demonizing trans people as a group, gay people as a group. You don't pass a law that says don't say, you know, that's basically don't say gay or you're right. fired right. or put in jail. That's a group that's one group demonizing another. Yeah. And um, that's what this is. And so we're like, oh, another shooting. You know, big surprise in the United States. Well, and to me, it just shows that once you start othering, you know, people are, guys define, okay, let let me back this up a bit before I start stereotyping. A lot of those guys define themselves by their manlyhood, and their manlyhood is, very gun centric either war or hunting or you know whatever and if there's not an enemy they create an enemy and the enemy tends to be people that go so against their definitions of what a man is extremist organizations thrive when there is an an opponent yes if there's no opponent there's no reason for the extremist organization so we're it right Right. And and I think they tend to target gay men more because it's such an affront. You know, we've had this conversation for decades, for, you know, eons. It, it's such an affront to who they define themselves to be as a man. That if I'm a man, that can't possibly be a man. Mm-hmm. You know, because you, you, you act differently, you live differently in a lot of ways. In some ways, much the same. Uh, but it's a created enemy. And transgender people... And let's face it, drag queens now, they're, they're showing up to drag queen story hour with, you know, AR, you know, yep. AK-57s and AR-15s and standing outside to stop a drag queen reading a story to a, book, to a group of kids at a library. There have been zero <laughs> instances of drag queens attacking kids. There have been multiple and, and, and decades-long instances of pastors attacking kids. Now, Why what I, what I have seen at, at Drag Queen Storytime is a little kid sitting with bright eyes in the front row 
and giving the drag queen a big hug at the end. Of course. The, 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 of course, and they perpetuate this lie that not only is it, the, I don't know, they, they try and sexualize these drag queen story hours, and they're going to be reading them, I don't know, sexual, explicit nature material, and it's like, no, they're reading children's books that are written by straight people. Yeah. <laughs> the masses of these children's books are written by straight people. It, it's got for nothing, all kids. It's got mm-hmm. nothing to do with what they're doing. It's got everything nothing. to do with how they look. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, you know, never mind, you know, the, the transgender community that is just disproportionately targeted because of largely, frankly, how they look. You know, it, it, it's... It's disgusting, it's reprehensible, and I don't know how to stop it in this culture today. Uh, yesterday, the Briggles, Amber and her husband, did a transgender story time at a private bookstore in Denton. Uh, they were expecting trouble. The police were there and kept the protesters away. Good. Were there protesters? Good. Oh, L- let me repeat this, and <laughs> you'll see how redundant your question was. They did transgender story time at a private bookstore in Denton. In Denton. <laughs> okay. Of course it's they clear were. Clear now. <laughs> there were definitely protesters. There were protesters, but they kept them away, and you know what happened? Hmm. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because a few kids were there to be read stories. We went to, I took, we, I took Gabrielle to uh, a dry queen uh, Children's Hour. What was that? A year or two ago? I guess it was pre-COVID. And you were there right. too, right. Right, right? right. And the only commotion were the protesters outside who were protesting against each other. <laughs> wow, <laughs> the weirdest thing. That was that was the highlight of that drag queen story time. It was. There were two groups of protesters, and they ended up protesting each other because one was. Protestant and one was Catholic. Oh boy, man! Yeah, yeah. It's just—I mean, it's it, again. It's got nothing to do with the activity. It's got nothing to do with the facts of anything. It's got nothing to do with with the charity of it. But we've got people on the other side that will always be on the other side that that point us out as other. Speaking of other, and have to have a finger pointing, saying that's bad. You're bad. You know, we're good. You're bad didactic and some people take that to the extreme of I'm going to be a hero one way or another I'm going to be a hero for killing people in war I'm going to be a hero for you know storming the capital I'm going to be a hero by taking out people that other people I respect have told me are bad and that to me is the true crime in all of this how much do you think this happening in Colorado Springs has to do with that's the home of focus on the family so a family research council too. No, though they're in DC now, but yeah, it is the home of focus on the family. Um, I think some of it, a lot of it, probably because you know there's still people there that believe that or used to believe that and are being told it's okay to believe that again, and we're actually encouraged to believe it for four years under the former guy. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Again, we don't know this guy's motives. I don't know that that had anything to do with it. It could just be listening to the news now and have the same. If you listen to the news in Colorado Springs, you're more likely to hear garbage from Focus on the Family. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. So um, the 
the governor of the state of Colorado, uh, Jared Polis, was just re-elected, which I think is so significant because he's the mm-hmm. first out gay man to be a governor of a state, All right. to be elected governor of a state, because mm-hmm. we had the guy McGreevy in New, New Jersey back in the day. Oh, yeah. But he was already in office when he was outed. Right. But Jared Polis was elected, and everyone knew he was he was gay. He got married while in office. He got just got reelected in this election, and he issued a statement. Um, let me read it. Said this is hor- horrific, sickening, and devastating. My heart breaks for the family and friends of those lost, injured, and traumatized in this horrific shooting. I have spoken with Mayor Southers, and Mayor of of. Colorado Springs, and made it clear that every state resource is available to local law enforcement in Colorado Springs. We are eternally grateful for the brave individuals who blocked the gunmen, likely saving lives in the process, and for the first responders who responded swiftly to this horrific shooting. Colorado stands with our LGBTQ community and everyone impacted by this tragedy as we mourn together. Very nice statement. Governor of Governor of Colorado. Right. Very nice statement from Jared Polis. Um, I still say that the reaction that happened is a result of Pulse. Um, That you can't rely on anybody else. You have to rely on yourself. And that's what prevented more deaths. Um, At the Beto rally at Sue Ellen's a few weeks ago, uh, there were some protesters who snuck in and wanted a time lunged for uh, uh, for Beto. One of them got real close to the stage. He came from the back, got real close to the stage, and uh, Christy Noble, who was on our show a few weeks ago... Uh, Chair of the, the, the Dallas County Democratic Party. She's the one who took him down. Good for her. <laughs> Go, Christy. The way I described it was she tackled him. She laughed because it wasn't really a tackle. She just kind of grabbed him and handed him over to the police. Well, there you go. Yeah. But we didn't know if the guy had a gun. Yeah. He was that close. Yeah. And one of those guys is a is a kind of a professional troll. He goes to city council meetings and commissioner's court meetings and does outrageous performance art for his three minutes, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and was recording himself. Yeah. And that's all it is. It's all shock value stuff. And they want to get on the they want to get viral. And he became he went viral once that I know of, maybe twice, and so now it's, you know, some he just tries to get more and more outrageous, but um, he's a jerk. He's a... He's a but he was jerk. the one who came from uh, toward Beto from the balcony. Mm-hmm. Clear shot if he had a gun. Yeah. 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 And so the people who tackled him, I have great respect for because that was the thing that went through my mind is one of these protesters here to shoot. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in Texas now, you can carry... You're allowed. Absolutely. You don't need a permit, don't don't need a permit, don't even any training. Nope. Nope. Yeah. And you can carry a gun in a bar. Mm-hmm. What, what could go wrong? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's And that's kind of what I mean. It's this self-defined freedom at any price. Well, freedom for who? Yeah. You know, the the... I know five people in Colorado Springs who don't have much freedom right now. Exactly. Exactly. One of the victims was shot seven times and made it to the 7-Eleven. Oh, my God. To, to call for help. And 
I'm almost like, how do you even sustain yourself? And they, we are learning that this guy wore body armor when he came in. Oh yeah, yeah. With a with a long gun. Now a long gun could be anything. Um, but you know the fact that the police showed up within four minutes of the call, I I thought was was awesome, yeah. and that we took him down from inside. And it, within two minutes of the shooting, we you know bunch of. Within two minutes of the shooting, and that gun and that gunman hit five people that he killed, eighteen people or that we know about. injured that we know about, and more that have been showing up right. at hospitals. Right. So within four minutes, there were that many people impacted. That's outrageous. Twenty-three plus people. Yeah. yeah. In two minutes. So you know, that's what I mean. The freedom for who? It's like, you know, you have freedom to carry any gun you want openly but we don't have freedom to not be scared of that you know we ha we are we will always be scared of someone coming at us mm -hmm. in our safe space with a gun yeah yeah so and they they go after that's not freedom black people in their safe space it's and black freedom. churches not yeah. freedom right. and that's exactly. what I'm saying. you know i mean if yeah we really don't have any safe spaces anymore no we don't yeah, gay people this the gay bar is our our safe, sacred space where we are allowed to be ourselves and we always have been for generations now. Churches aren't safe. Schools aren't safe. Mm -hmm. Nothing's safe. I agree with Laurent. There's no safe space now when you have that kind of mentality and lack of fortitude, willpower, morality to legislate a deadly weapon. Period. The end. You know? I mean, someone, a sniper in a hotel in Vegas overlooking a concert can just mow down hundreds of people and it, it changes nothing changes no, nothing. nothing well sandy hook to me was you know i saw online and it just resonated with me so much it's like when we decided it was okay to kill kids this argument was lost and and it was i mean it absolutely was not only was it okay to kill kids in order to keep your gun your god-given gun rights it was okay to deny that they were killed yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that you seems know? to have been overturned. But after how many years and how much right. legislation? Right. Is that not the most common sense thing in the world? To say kids were killed. We I, need to do something. I'm not arguing that it was okay what happened. I'm yeah. just saying but yes. the courts have finally found some justice. One. For the family. One. Two now. Two. Out of how many, you know, lives impacted. It's just, it's ridiculous that we have to go through through that long of a process to state the obvious and do the obvious. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fluctuating between upset and torn, and I have to say it just numb. I mean, we've been attacked. You know, one of the things that you started with was that um, they, they'll attack a gay man because it offends them that a gay man exists exists and is the same type of person that he is mm -hmm. the, the gunman is being called a man yeah it should offend him even more that it was a gay man who took him down mm -hmm. you know I, I, and hopefully that doesn't lead to even more violence i flippantly said you know you shouldn't have gone into a bar with a gay military veteran and a bunch of gay gym rats. They'll, they'll take his ass down, you know. So, um, I mean, trying to find some kind of, you know, and it was it was a, you know, we can go back to 
9-11. It was a gay man who helped attack one of the, the right. Flight 93 attackers. You know, it's yep. just, we, we don't hesitate. We know what to do. We know what's right. We have a good moral compass, despite what everybody else on the other side says. You know, and to, to, to see us as anything less than human, it, to me, should be prosecutable. I mean, we really live in, okay, wrap it up. You can finish. No, I was just going to say, we really do live in an age of if you see something, do something. Yeah. We need like, to just say something. Not yeah. just say something, yeah. do something. We need to take a break. That uh, Leron was just responding to one of my cues. Oh. <laughs> but uh, you're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON FM. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Leron Landis and the late Patty Fink. And our guest is Aaron Moore, cute lesbian. Thank you. Hi, this is Candy Markham, and I listen to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. Listen. And this is Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet here with Lauren and Patty, and our guest is Aaron Moore. Aaron works for the county, and uh, Aaron, you said you've done some active shooter training. Yeah, they, they you know, low-key make us do safety training for a bunch of different situations you know bomb threat active shooter also disasters you know tornado preparedness and that kind of thing because we are the emergency response for the county that that's all coordinated through dallas county and um that it used to be run hide fight which was you know if you can run and get away from the situation that's the best thing to do hide you know, find someplace safe to, to hide, lock the door, bury, barricade the door, and fight is your last resort because you might get shot. Well, they've started actually switching that order and going to run, which is still the best option. If you can get away from a situation, get away from the situation. But fight so that they don't kill others. You know, if you are in a situation where you're with more than one, you're with more than just yourself, team up and fight take them down, mm-hmm. prevent others from being killed, and then hide. As Which the is what result. happened last night. Exactly. So, you know, you know the fact that they've actually um, conceded that maybe active shooter drills in elementary schools with live gunfire sounds is traumatizing, you think? Mm-hmm. Um, they've changed that to just a run and hide kind of training drill, like you would do for any kind of... Um, Essentially, you do that for a tornado as well. You know, you get get someplace safe and get some, you know, get under something or behind something. But the fight aspect in for adults and especially for adults in a team situation has been emphasizing the fight because law enforcement cannot get there fast enough with these weapons. I don't care if they're on site, they can't get there fast enough with Mm -hmm. these weapons. If it's in the next room. Right. So... You know, you may get hurt, but you may also be preventing a lot of other people from becoming a victim. Right. So. It's it sounds callous to say it. Do I save my own life or do I save the lives of a group of people? And it's a numbers game almost. Well, maybe your own life. I mean, if you do nothing, you're li- as likely to be shot as if you do something. So might as well do something. Yeah, right? that's what I was thinking. You know, if you don't do anything, you're probably going to get shot and killed anyway. Yeah. It, at least go down trying. Yeah, yeah. So it's just it's something to consider. And of course, you know, everybody reacts differently in an emergency situation. But if if you're in a position or have the uh, either training or skills or aptitude or adrenaline to fight back, then that's that's definitely an option. And those people that took the guy down last night were, were 
heroes and nobody's really i mean they're talking about them as fast acting and as you know saving potentially more death and mm -hmm. you know they've essentially handed this guy over to the police i'm surprised they they said he was injured and i'm wondering if they just didn't Beat the yeah, spot out of him. Yeah, he's actually, I don't know if he's been released yet, but they took him to the hospital. Yeah, so. So I'm sure they did take him down and probably threw a few punches in while they were doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's a yeah. maybe there's a puncture wound from a heel. But, <laughs> you know, it, it just, it, we can't even talk about this incidents without talking about it being LGBTQ, but that's almost incidental. It, it could have been any group. It is incidental, but I'm wondering if that's why they're not talking about the people who took him down as being heroes. True. And the one side I, I uh, I've read it on four different sites now, one site that I read, they are calling them they're heroes. They're saying they're heroes, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, it, well, I heard it on the broadcast news today, and CBS said, and NBC, I watched both, mm -hmm. uh, both said that it was customers who took him down. Neither one referred to them as heroes. heroes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, so that's their that's their problem. I think they're they're certainly heroes. Yeah. If if two people had burst into those classrooms in Uvalde within two minutes and taken the guy out, they'd be heroes. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. You know. Which okay. yeah, which Uvalde voted for Abbott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you so know, there's, so, so there's maybe, your hero. Maybe right not. There. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It mm -hmm. just floors me that that so many people on the right um, are so insecure in their own um, manhood or manliness that they feel like that has that's an expression to be violent is, a, is an expression or an affirmation of one's masculinity and I, I think that's crazy there are I see these people like on Twitter and other places that call themselves in their in their name alpha male. And I'm like, if you have to tell people that you're an alpha male, then you're not an alpha male. Right. Right. Um, for whatever what that means. But, you know, people made fun of um, uh, Justice uh, Brown, um, Katanji, Katanji Brown Jackson, mm -hmm. got to get her name right. Um, when she, she said, when she was challenged uh, by Marsha Blackburn to define a woman, because I find it very interesting when we try to get classes of first responders to define what it means to be masculine, to be a man, no one can really do it. Right. You know, it's, it's interesting. It's like, oh, well, a man has facial hair. Well, what about... You know, so a guy who doesn't wear a beard or a mustache or a goatee or anything is not masculine. Well, no, that's not what I meant. I, and I know some cisgender women who have facial hair. <laughs> yes. Especially after menopause. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. yeah same. So, um, yeah. That's definitely not a reason for yeah. people you listening know, I mean, at but, home. But we could go on and on. And Aaron through. and Patty just raised their hands. Yes, so yes. Just doing the sideline commentary here. Yes, thanks, David. Um, but as, they, as we peel the onion back, we go deeper and deeper, and you really can't get to a definition that even men will agree on right. is the definition of what it means to be a man or what it means to be masculine. And so this this attempt to be an alpha and whatever that means, I mean, who cares? All right. Who who They care because they want to be seen as alpha for some mm -hmm. bizarre reason or maybe that gets them women. I Most of these losers don't. <laughs> <laughs> but... 
you know, they they continue to do that, and that's a big, big part of that that identity, this the self identity that they carry. Um, and to me, it's 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 a toxic form of identity politics because you know, it's not about anything that's innate about you. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to manufacture this alphaness. And if the, that, I think, influences people like this shooter. Like, the way that I can best express my superiority to others is if I cr- do something violent. You know what I mean? If I take someone out or whatever, and they'll see that as this great thing. Like you, like you were talking about, Aaron, with the, on the Facebook page for this club, people are making these comments, cheering it on. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's a thing to admire mm-hmm. when you do violence. And so... You know, that's that's this toxic masculinity. All of it's all enveloped in the same thing. It's all engulfed in the same thing. Yeah, it's 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 really got nothing to do again with reality. It's about how certain people feel less than if other people are more equal. You know, like like you know the old trite saying, "Equality is not pie." There's enough for everyone, but. I don't know. We're making a lot of assumption about who this guy is and what he did, but it's interesting to me that just by his actions, we can make a lot of assumptions, you know. But it's not like this is an aberration. Right. We have thousands and thousands upon thousands to ten thousands of shooters mm-hmm. that and shootings that have taken place, you know, within just... Ten years, and they're all white men, or most, mostly white men. Almost all of them are white men yeah. who have an identity problem. Well, at least they're yeah. not werewolves or vampires. Well, that's true. <laughs> yes, in case you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Herschel Walker, who really needs mental health care, or as Patty says, he got hit in the head a lot. Actually, gave up and gave a campaign speech about how you know werewolves can kill vampires, and he didn't know that. So he used to be one of Wanted to be a vampire, but no one wants to be a werewolf. Stop. For yeah. real. <laughs> Look and it up. just surprises you that he made this speech because why? To, at a campaign rally. This is, wow. his, you know, he wants to be a werewolf, not a vampire now. So, but the reason I'm bringing up Herschel Walker at all is it's the same it's kind. It's because you're supporting him. Um, no. It's the, kind, it's the kind of mentality that will vote for him. No matter what, right. over Reverend Warnock, who actually is the embodiment of everything they think they should be, because he's a Democrat and believes in equality for people. Yep, they'll vote for Mr. Werewolf versus Vampire guy <laughs> over a PhD Reverend man of God. Not that you know that's a disqualifier or a qualifier, but he he espouses and lives his beliefs over this guy because they want to preserve their right to hate and that's it that's that's what's that's what's driving this now it's what is someone else said you know i don't care if he aborted an endangered baby seal unicorn i want to keep power in the oh yeah senate you know i heard them when you said that yeah and or i'm surely misquoting that but it doesn't matter um so it's all about the power. And the fact that the right wing is running, not walking, running away from Donald Trump has nothing to do with his infidelities, his insurrectionism, his hypocrisy, his bad business acumen, his lying, his cheating, his stealing. I'm sure those are in the Ten Commandments. It has to do with him losing. 
That was right, the bottom. He did terribly this election. That was the bottom mm-hmm. line. His endorsement lost. He is now gone. None of that other stuff was okay. Yeah. Oh, that was fine. That's negotiable. We'll talk about all that. <laughs> but if you start losing, you're dead. So. To me, it's all the same. What will win? What will get us to the win? What will propel us there? And if it's hate speech, they're going to do the hate speech. And if it's hate speech, somebody's going to act upon it. You know? Well, I'm glad you actually brought that up. So Trump announced this week officially that he is running for the 2024 um, election. What do you all think? Do you think he'll even get the GOP nomination? Don't care. Yeah. Well, it really doesn't matter at this point. I agree with Patty. How do I'm torn about it? Beat him once, we can do it again. Can we? No, see, I don't agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, there, there we disagree. Yeah, I, I, just, I, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm with Aaron on that. I'm, I'm like, mm. he's never gotten the most amount of votes in the election. No, he hasn't. And nobody thought he could get it the last time he ran and won it. Um, well, not the last time, the first time. You know, oh, well, he's done for that now. And then something else would happen. Oh, he's done for now. Uh, I will say it's nice to not live every day in constant fear and tension and on the verge of throwing up because of the last thing that happened the last hour. Um, Although he was admitted back onto Twitter now. And said he wasn't going to do it. He's going to stay on the Truth Social. Well, that's, oh, he did. That's yeah. good because nobody even knows what truth socialism is. Truth socialism is, is uh, failing. It's it, another failed yeah, Trump it, business. So it's Twitter. <laughs> but yeah, um, Twitter's on its way out too. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if he if he gets the nomination or not. I really don't care who gets the Republican nomination. I think it matters that we beat whoever the Republican nominee is. That's to me the the goal there. Um, and there's he's got himself in an interesting constitutional quandary. If he never admits that he lost, he can't run again. <laughs> he can't run twice. If he thinks he's legitimately president now. <laughs> right. But legally, that would mean he's two terms and he's termed out. He's done. Right. right. But <laughs> legally, he didn't win. And so legally, he can run again. He has to admit that, though. Which he did. I well, he, he, his, in his mind, it was stolen from him so he can run again. I see. Okay. Yeah. I got you. They took it away from him. Yeah. But he still has to admit he lost, which is going to be hard for him to do. Um, and, you know, I think there's only been one other instance of the president winning non-consecutive terms. Garfield. Yeah. yeah. So. Grover Cleveland. Cleveland. It was Cleveland. Was it Cleveland? Yeah. Oh, Garfield was in between. In between them. Okay. Um, uh, number 22 and 24. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you've been there, done that. I don't, you know, when Rupert Murdoch says, I'm not supporting you. That was the best the New York Post. Florida man makes announcement. Yeah, Change 26. Yeah. Oh, awesome. yeah. <laughs> no, that was awesome. So, I mean, he's, it, and it was frankly, and I've said this the day of and before, and I'll say it today. It's, it was never about Trump. It was about getting the power to nominate all the Supreme Court judges. It didn't matter who got the nomination. And I yeah. still think that. It doesn't matter who gets the Republican nomination. We just have to win. Yeah. So, um, and saying that, it, you know, KNON is, of course, nonpartisan, but Aaron is not. So, <laughs> I will say that. Yes, all of our opinions are our own. Um, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, the Respect for Marriage Act came up in the Senate this week. Yep. Uh, it's expected to pass in the Senate, or did it pass on it Friday? It did. It did pass on Friday. With 12 Republican votes. 
The cloture vote. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, hey, does that come vote. from a yeah. full vote? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. no, the cloture okay. vote. So, so right. they're, they're past the filibuster problem. Right. And so they're going to vote on it this week, then it goes to the House. Uh, how important do you think this legislation is, seeing how uh, what kind of a Supreme Court we have right now? Oh, massively important. Massive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Okay, explain what the law is first. So the respect for marriage law, and this is something that the media is not mentioning, I don't know why, is basically it protects the um, same-sex marriages and interracial interracial marriages. But no one's mentioning that part of it, and I find that interesting. Um, it and does, McConnell, McConnell voted against it. And McConnell voted against inter, it. He's an interracial marriage. He's an interracial marriage, so... Figure that one out. Anyway, this what the law does. It first of all, it repeals DOMA. That's people, the biggest. That's thing. the biggest. People forget DOMA is still on the books. Mm -hmm. um, two, and that's the Defense of Marriage Act. People don't know. Um, and two, it basically means that it doesn't. It doesn't mean that a state has to give you the right to marry, but it has to respect the legality if you get married in another state. So I have the question: What happens to, our, to my marriage with Aaron? It won't undo it. Yeah, no, it won't undo it. But, but it was done that? in the state of Texas, right. so Texas has to recognize. Texas has to. We'll, we'll have to recognize it. Its own marriage. So, so let's say Texas stops the pass a law, passes a law, and okay, they stop issuing a marriage license to same-sex couples. Well, it won't undo the ones that have already been done. Yeah. Are we sure? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's but, what that's what this law that's what this law does. Anybody that's been married is is grandfathered in. Right. Oh, okay. Right. And then anybody any state can pass legislation that bans marriage in their state, but they have to do the full faith and full faith and credit, credit clause. clause. Yeah. So basically, if you and Aaron move to Montana and they've been same sex marriage there, well, they still have to uh, recognize yours. Right. That's so, what this law does. So to me, there's a, you know, quick civics lesson. There's three branches of government, right? Judicial, legislative, and um, executive. Executive, thank you. Um, and the the gay community, the LGBTQ community, in one respect or another, has leaned hard on one of those at any given time. It used to be we couldn't win anything in the court, so we were going legislative, uh, or not legislative. So we were going through the executive. You know, we were getting a lot of executive orders, and we were getting you know. Uh, protection there. Uh, we couldn't get anything judicial, so we were going through the legislative branches. You know, we were getting laws passed and we were getting protections like that. And then came the Supreme Court that gave us a few good wins back to back to back, so we were going judicial. And to me, it's always been this shell game of where can we find our power? And right now, the power we can find is legislative. And I think if I think the Marriage Act is going to be the thing that protects us from the Supreme Court. For how long? For how long? Because there's a whole generation. That there's a whole generation then that be forced to, to live in a state where they can't get married. That's not real freedom. Right. Um, probably if the state of Texas gets its way, they want to recriminalize mm -hmm. being gay, period. So if the Supreme Court allows them to do that, even though there's no marriage, that doesn't really get us anything, even though we're married. Right. Because now if it's going to be a crime to be gay in the state of Texas, they're not going to, what does the marriage mean to these people? It means nothing. Um, so in reality, in the practice of the law, 
um, under which we would be living, um, there would be enormous discrimination. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But, and, you know, I mean... This civil, is not a panacea for us. No, no. The Civil Rights Act didn't end discrimination against African-American people either, but at least they have some protections. And to me, we can't wait for how long is however long it is, but at least it's better. It's, it's you know, belt and suspenders. We've got the Supreme Court decision right now, right? If on get, Dobbs. On, well, no, not Dobbs. Not abortion. I'm not going on that one. I'm talking about we have the right to marry. Okay. Okay. We also will have the legislative right to marry. If one of them goes down, then we can fight that battle then. And, you know. Yeah, most of our wins in yeah. the LGBT community, uh, most of our wins have been through the judicial process. Yeah. We need Absolutely. to take a break. You're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON FM. We'll be back with more right after this. Christina from the Owens and I listen to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON FM. Okay. <laughs> I was asking who that was on the bumper. I've never heard and that. And that's was. one of those that Doc recorded oh, okay. for us, so it's years ago. Oh, well. Oh, Doc. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mr. Um, Doc. This is Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON FM. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Laron Landis and the late Patty Fink. Our guest is cute lesbian Aaron Moore. Aww. That sounds so sweet coming Before from you. we go back to our conversation about the Respect for Marriage Act, I do just want to mention Pledge Drive is over, but if you haven't made your pledge and you'd like to pledge to uh, Lambda Weekly, go to knon.org, hit the Pledge Now button. You're still eligible for pledge premiums. You're still eligible well, you're not eligible for the drawing because that was over. Yeah, that ended. Um, but you are eligible for pledge premiums uh, by pledging that way. Uh, and we'd appreciate it because while the station made its goal, this show did not, and we could use your help. So that's knon.org and hit the Pledge Now button. We were talking about the Respect for Marriage Act, which is set to pass Congress. It should sail through the House. It should get through the Senate. Um, which will, through the House. I was going to say, does it have to go through the House again? Is uh, probably to verify wording. To if, if they don't if change, change it. it, only if they change anything. Yeah. yeah, it's already been through the House. In this form. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, it'll pass, and uh, President Biden said he will pass it. Here's my question. Okay, so we got Obergefell, and then in the Dobbs decision, uh, Clarence Thomas questioned uh, other laws that had uh, or other opinions that had passed based on the 14th Amendment. Specifically, Obergefell and Loving. Yes. And then... Um, but he didn't mention Loving. He did not mention Loving. Because Loving would affect him. That would right. affect <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's not, he's not stupid like Mitch McConnell. Right. <laughs> yeah, McConnell did. So... Um, so even though these justices were... Um, Approved based on stare decisis, which is the um, legal term that means you respect previous decisions. Right. You don't just uh, start overturning everything. Um, they've overturned, and they're looking to overturn more. They overturned uh, Roe, and they're looking to overturn more. Including the... Uh, what? Griswold. Including Griswold, Griswold, which is the right to use uh, birth control. control. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, 
what's to stop them what's to stop congress four years from now if republicans take over from overturning the respect for marriage act are our marriages on a roller coaster an, an eternal roller coaster i think i think they are yeah, they yeah. Are. of course they are yeah. but does so the respect for marriage act helps yes it helps but i mean anything can be repealed yeah um Thankfully, it's not an easy done thing where you need at least 60 votes. And that would probably mean they need 60 uh, GOP senators. I don't see that happening anytime soon. Um, but even the, even the Supreme Court can rule um, a federal law unconstitutional. So they can yeah, rule oh, this yeah. one unconstitutional throw, based on, on... I don't know, based on whatever they want to make up. <laughs> but based on Dobbs, that's certainly yeah, true. They yeah, had so. to go back to like 1600s and a... Uh, I mean, which trial to to come up with a rationale for overturning Roe? Right. Yeah, they said that one of the things they laid out in overturning Roe is because it's not specifically laid out or mentioned in the Constitution. But there's all kinds of rights that have been afforded to Americans that aren't specifically mentioned in the Constitution. That's why it's called more perfect union. Exactly. So they could come up with any reason they want to rule that a federal law is unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. And Dobbs, I mean... Dobbs is the first time I remember a right being reversed. I, I think it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean yes. there was a there was a prohibition reversed, you know, mm-hmm. but not a right, right that had been granted to being reversed. So, I'd, this Supreme Court's you're right. The stare decisis that to me they all lied under oath, which means they should be impeached. But I don't see that happening anytime no. soon either. Um, but this is an illegal Supreme Court. It absolutely is an illegal Supreme Court. They all lied under oath to get into office. And when you say all, you're talking about the three. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the three last the three Trump ones, starting with Kavanaugh, and then ACB, and then well, starting with Gorsuch. Gorsuch, yeah, 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 yeah Gorsuch. Gorsuch was the one. Was that, he before Kavanaugh? Yes. Yeah. yeah, he was. You're right. Okay. He was the one that. Um, they filled the seat that was that should have been filled by Obama. By by President Obama mm-hmm. when he nominated Merrick Garland. Garland, right. right. Yeah, they held it for, what, 19 months? Yep. Something like that. Because it was too soon to the next election. And then with Kavanaugh, it was like two no, months. Well, with Amy, Amy Coney Barrett. Barrett. Yeah, it was Amy like Coney. two months to the next election, and they went ahead and pushed her through. Oh, they so, pushed, yeah. her, they they pushed her through in a week. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's got nothing to do with... It, it's got nothing to do with anything anymore but winning. It yep. is all about winning. Whatever winning is defined as, it's winning. It, it, it's not good policy. It's not for the people. It's not, you know, my philosophy versus your philosophy. It's about winning. And that is a really rough place to be. We're going to start self-segregating into like populations, and that's how civil wars get started, folks. <laughs> I mean, well, seriously, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic here. We've been pretty... <laughs> bleak this show yeah we have we started out I, with a mass shooting it's kind of hard not to be i have a winning okay go ahead right. this week uh <laughs> thursday is the macy's thanksgiving day parade for the first time there's going to be a group called the queer big apple marching band participating in the thanksgiving parade that's watched by more people than any other holiday celebration yay cool well, that's good I have some winning. I mean, have y'all talked about the election results and all Go that? Ahead. Yeah, I mean, we did have an election a couple of weeks ago, and I'm sure you talked about it extensively. We but, did, sure. But. Um, I just, I really want to, you know, every, 
every elected official position in Dallas County, save one now, is Repu- is Democratic, and there's only one Republican left. So I th- What's that one seat? Huh? What's the, the one? JP. JP. Um, so... I mean, I'm encouraged that we still have a safe haven here in Dallas. I'm encouraged that, um, you know, and it's it's not a blanket. I mean, there's some Democrats that are against the LGBTQ community, and there's some pro-life Democrats, and there, you know, and there are some Republicans who that are the other way, but they'll never say it now. Um, you know, so I just, I talking about doom and despair and bleakness. I think that at least if you live in Dallas or any of the other major urban cities in Texas, that you will be reasonably safe. <laughs> And reasonably welcomed and reasonably afforded equality. Um, it's just the rest of Texas, you know, it's, it's getting between here and Austin that scares me and between Austin and Houston that scares me. It's those, you know, the, the, the stopping for gas and the little towns. And, and that's not a good way to live. You know, there's got to be a way to change it that doesn't involve violence. So. Some other good news that came out of the election. I mean, we talked about this in general, but we didn't get hard numbers. They have them now. More LGBT candidates won ever before nationwide uh, than any other time in history. Um, the first and more rec- ran. Yeah, more, more ran. More ran and more won. A thousand. It's the first time over a thousand people entered primaries. Yeah. And and. In 2020, 336 LGBT candidates won nationwide. Out. Uh, out. Yeah. This time, <laughs> 436. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Nationwide. Yeah. Right. I was contacted, and this is not a good story, but it's good that he was elected. Um, in Tyler, there's a gay constable, apparently. Oh, oh awesome. Very nice. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron serves on the board for the Victory Fund. Yeah. Um, and, and is like pretty pretty actively involved in those those races. We had a um, one race, and I think it was in New York State, where we had a gay man running against a gay man. Yeah, um, which and the one that won, mm. yeah, was a gay Republican. <laughs> a gay yeah. re- not just a gay Republican, but a gay election denier. Yeah, uh, yeah. Trump, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Way, yeah. Anti-choice. Way. Anti-trans. Exactly. Uh, it's yeah. still Republican. Anti-trans, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, when you when you add those things in front of it, being gay is incidental. Exactly. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah it, it really is. Like, who cares if you're gay? <laughs> and it's like thriving in that much hate against all you kinds know, I was of people. I don't know how you get a date. How would you, I mean, how? <laughs> I was talking to Anise Parker, who's the CEO of... Um, uh, Victory Fund, Fund. Uh, earlier this week, and uh, she said they are working with him. Yeah, he was not the endorsed candidate. Uh, she said, and that's strictly because they had already endorsed the opponent. Well, not strictly because, but yeah. Well, <laughs> they couldn't even consider uh, this guy who yeah. would not have qualified because Victory Fund only endorses people who are uh, pro-choice, pro-choice, and pro-trans. Pro-trans, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we do a lot of screening. I'm on the to be specific. I'm on the Victory Campaign Board, which means we do the the vetting of candidates who apply for endorsement, and we we don't really rank, but staff looks at the races and see, okay, well, this person needs boots on the ground, this person needs money, this person's doing fine, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, that was a big old oof when he won. <laughs> but, but yeah. I so mean, what do you mean that they're that they're still going to work with him? He's no, won. No, no, we're working with him to educate him on. Uh, gotcha. Okay. To, okay. To not be so <laughs> horrible. Gotcha. Okay. 
Yes. Well, all you have to do is look at the the Texas Republican, the Republican Party of Texas's platform, to see how officially they they hate other people and the othering is. But this is New York policy. I, well, I know, but but that's no different than the the Oklahoma Republican Party or the. But it is different than the New York Republican Party, whose platform is not filled with hate. Oh, he's, he's so so they're very pro LGBT, right? Uh, you're saying very. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're not. Anti. Then it's filled with hate. You know. Then I, I say then they don't support us as being equal human beings in this country. That's to me. They're othering. <laughs> they're targeting others. Yeah, yeah. Complicit. They're they're choosing in pe- choosing groups of people to hate. Complicit no instead of overt. Yeah. But, so different. Yeah, so it is. It's a scary time right now for for LGBTQ community. It really is in a lot of ways. You know, our our rights and liberties and humanity is up for legislation every single time. And now that now that we're throwing you know violence into this, it's 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 not a good time to be. Well, on the world stage, today starts the um, world's most boring sport, the World Cup. This is not the world's most boring sport. It's in an awful, horrible, no good place, but it's not the world's most boring sport. Where it's illegal to be gay. Yes. If you're Muslim, you could face the death penalty. Yep. If you're a visitor to the country, you face three years in prison. Did Megan Rapinoe go? I hope not. No, she's not playing anymore. Yes, she is. Is she? Yeah. Is she playing or is she just coaching? I think she. I just watched her on TV the other night play against Germany. It was a horrible game. Oh, uh, well. And they got routed really badly. But I don't know if that's the World Cup yeah, team. Yeah, this is. Yeah. So I, I don't know. You've caught me flat footed, har har. But yes. Um, yeah. How did Qatar ever even get the World Cup? Because they lied. They, they lied and said, no, we would welcome everybody. No, we would have alcohol sales. No, we would have. All these things, and then about a week before the games begin, it's no, no banning alcohol, alcohol. <laughs> banning queers, yep. banning you know. So that's that's how they did it. It's kind of like the Supreme Court we were just talking about. Yeah, well, that's they, they true. got the, they got the gig because they lied, right? And now that they're when they doing came to, the gig, when they came to Showtime, then yep. the true colors came out. Yep, it's yeah. You know, I don't know why you, you know. You know, like they have the, the the Olympic Committee who gets together, um, and that's an international committee that chooses different locations. I don't know what committee chooses for the World Cup for FIFA. Um, how? Why that was even on the table? I have no idea. Uh, I yeah. suspect it was money. Well, yeah, no. well, there's that. I mean, they use slave labor to build right. the stadiums. Right. <laughs> well, and we're able to afford to import all these uh, workers to build seven brand new stadiums there aren't a whole lot of places that can do that kind of thing yeah it's uh, i don't know are you guys gonna watch it i, I, I might watch some of it i used to play soccer so i mean me and everybody else in the world but yeah what i don't understand is that we were just talking about this this morning I, so i remember we were in switzerland in 2010 on vacation mm-hmm. during the world cup in june july of 2010 and we were there for like three weeks, and and all the places we went, like as long as the Swiss were in, they were cheering Switzerland. And of course, they got knocked out, and 
and then it went all the way to the end, and then we watched the finale, and you mm-hmm. know, all this great. It was really just a great kind of extra energy during our stay there. Yeah. And um, the why that was like in May. That was in June, July. Why are we doing this World Cup in November? Because it's so hot. In Qatar during the summer. Well, so, so because of the location, they yeah. have the time. Have uh-huh. it somewhere else. And and by the way, the women's World Cup is held diff- at a different time. This is the men's playing. But isn't it in the same Mm-mm. venues? No. Hmm. I don't know. No. Oh, well, okay, then I so won't be watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Why would I watch these guys play? <laughs> it was in uh, to the Google. Um, yeah, I, but yeah, it was in October this year. So it is interesting that they moved huh. the time. Yeah. Okay. Because major sporting events are usually in the same time of the year. Right. Well, we, consistently. We right, need consistently. to wrap this up. Um, this is Lambda Weekly. Our guest next week is Rachel Gonzalez. She's a mama bear mm-hmm. uh, who, when she said, what are we going to talk about? I said, we're going to talk about what a horrible parent you are. She <laughs> said, oh, so I just get to talk about my life. <laughs> so Rachel's, Rachel's awesome. Rachel will be a lot of fun. Uh, for all of us here at Lambda Weekly, have a good week. <laughs>